This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's your girl Jessie Mae. This is a very special presidential inauguration day episode. I will be interviewing former president, Mr. Donald Trump. But before we get to that, don't forget to check out the YouTube page. We're almost at 10,000 subs. Thank you guys so much for your support. Go to youtube.com forward slash Jessie Mae Peluso. Subscribe, like, share. And don't forget, please don't forget, your girl's available on the Cameo. Get that Cameo app. If you're like, what's a Cameo? I can send you a custom video. And I have done videos for boyfriends, for their girlfriends, girlfriends for their boyfriends, girlfriends for their friends. I've yelled at boyfriends. I have yelled at bosses. It is a fun, fun app to have me do just whatever you want. A little shout out. I don't show any nipples. That I'm not about that life. I'm sure you can respect that. But for the most part, it's a lot of fun creating custom videos for my fans. So check that out. What else do we have going on? We will be back with the Grief Survival Guide mini series next week. We're going to have a couple guests. We have Fortune Feimster coming up, Tom Papa, Josh Wolf, Doug Benson. We have a whole bunch of guests coming up on the podcast. And also we have a Dr. Peluso episode coming out soon. But today is a special day. I wanted to talk with the former president, ask him a bunch of questions. Uh, We had some fans shoot some messages on Twitter, which he can't access because he's been since kicked off of Twitter for probably good reason. And regardless of what your political views are, if you're a Republican, if you're um, a Democrat, if you're independent, this is is an important episode, I think, for you to open up your mind and, and realize that there is a man behind the the tan. There's a man behind the tan and I wanted to get down to the nitty gritty and get to the bottom of some really, really important questions. And I I couldn't believe he took time out of his busy schedule of um, sitting and loathing himself to answer our questions. I feel honored that he was actually looking at me in the eye because I am a woman And thankfully, he couldn't grab me by the pussy because it is a podcast. So, you know, I I was protected in that sense. But, you know, a a girl has questions. And even though I am not a very strong political voice in the culture, which is probably a good thing, because I know very little. I know what I need to know and I'm learning more. But I you you guys don't want me talking politics. (laughs) It's not even me staying in my lane. I don't believe people need to stay in their lane. I can go whatever lane I want to go into because I'm a woman and it's 2021 and that's just the way it it goes. But I also know my strengths and, you know, I just found out what an electoral college was like yesterday, but I still think I know more than the president, which would be another really good episode. Who knows more about the the U.S. Constitution, me or the president, but he's not going to be the president, so we can't we can't do that. You know, maybe in another in another realm, hopefully not in another universe, is that happening? But we don't know. But what we do know is we do have the president. He scheduled, carved out, if you will, tremendous amount of time to talk to us, and I I just can't believe it. Honestly, without further ado, here's this Cheeto Puff, former president. Donald Trump. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie. Peluso. It's a personal 
look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary. A deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey everybody. This is a very, very serious episode. I had to put on a fancy shirt. I have glasses as well because I want to be respectful for our guest. Um, These are prescription, and I'll probably go blind from wearing them. But I have to admit, I look like that lady that you want coming in to check your prostate. Like, this is a real look. The tattoos definitely make it feel like a porno scene. (laughs) But I have to be respectful because uh, the guest we have is one of the most respected and disrespected men in the history of history, I think. Uh, I can't believe he made time in his schedule to talk to me. It's a total fucking fluke, but I decided to just keep it real and ask him questions. We asked you guys on Twitter and Instagram for questions, and you did not disappoint. Um, I'm not going to delay it any longer. He is probably the most tweeted man in history, and I think he's still our president. I'm not sure. Please welcome President Donald Trump. Yes, thank you very much for having me. It's a great honor for you. But uh, it was a very, I would say, nice and respectful introduction, which we're not getting too many of those these days. Yeah, you aren't. How does it feel to be the first uh, president that's been impeached twice? Like, you know, you said in your intro, everything I've done has been unprecedented, the most respected, the most disrespected. You know, that's like having the most wins and the most losses in sports. Nobody can do that. So uh, two impeachments is more than anybody's ever had. So I will continue to do unprecedented things that nobody's ever done before. Wow. You you have a way with words. And I want to speak about that for a second. Can you spell tremendous for me? Uh, I could, but I don't know that that would be a strong uh, usage of our time, you know. So I would say, you know, it's it's like it sounds. You remember how the teacher used to say, you know, it's just like it sounds. That's what I would say to you. It's, uh, you know, it's tremendous. Tra, men. It's got a men in there. I know our vice president, Mike Pence, is a big fan of men. So he always remembers that. And dust. It's got dust. So it's got all, wow. the, all the food groups, tree, men and dust. Yeah. You are, you're quite an uh, enigmatic individual. Uh, a lot of words come to mind, but you, you seem to love women as well. I feel like you have a, a very illustrious history with women. Um, would you consider yourself a disrespectful man when it comes to women? No, no, I think I'm old fashioned when it comes, you know, some, some women would find, you know, the radical left women would probably say, oh, you know, he pulled out my chair for dinner. What a what a sexist! Uh, it's called respectful. It's called uh, old fashioned. Okay, when men were men and women couldn't consent. That's basically the sort of. You know, it's just called traditional family values. That's all it is. And the radical left wants to destroy that, and they might, but not on my watch. I know, not on your watch. Speaking of your watch, what happened at the Capitol? Do you feel at all responsible for the attack on the Capitol after sort of insinuating that that is what you wanted to happen? Look, I disavow, it's a good word, I disavow violence against some people. Okay, I'm not in favor of of violence. But when... You're so patriotic, okay? When you're patriotic and the Democrats are stealing your election and stealing your country, you know, you're not supposed to, if somebody comes into your house with a gun and tries to steal, you know, your house, okay? You know, which would be tough. It would be tough to steal a house, but maybe like a lot of my, maybe you live in a trailer and they just get behind the wheel and they say, I'm taking your house. We're taking it. You're not going to sit there and just let it happen. But the left, if you attack the person stealing your trailer house, the left will say, oh, you're a radical. You're destroying the country. When to great patriots like me and my supporters, we say, 
Uh, no, it's called Defending Freedom. Yes, and Defending Freedom is uh, something that you seem to be speaking a lot about at your rallies and everything, but that is sort of drudged up, you know, a lot of anger from the left. And how do you feel that basically more than half of the country kind of hates you? I think that most of the country loves what I do. I know that I'm tough. I know that I say things that aren't always politically correct, but I think people respected the results. And because of a nasty fake media, a sleepy Joe Biden, and a lot of voter fraud, it looks a lot worse than it was. I won, by some counts, I won 430 million votes. How, how many was I, that? I couldn't, I didn't understand it. 430 million. Hi, mi- million? Are you just saying million? Well, you know, as out of respect to Latinos for Trump, when I see a double L, I pronounce it like a Y. We did very strong with the Latinos. Speaking of Latinos, how's your wife? Oh. <laughs> um, um, Melania, where is she from? Oh, mesothelioma. She's from Transylvania, I think. She's in one of those <laughs> European places. Uh, but we'll be getting rid of her very soon. Okay? That's why I wondered. What, what's going on with that marriage after you get out of that White House? Well, I just feel bad because, when, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the great Dennis Hoff. He ran a nice business called The Bunny Ranch in Reno. Yes, yes. Well, he, I watched he, the he show had, on, on HBO. No, no, great show. Great talent. But he he passed away recently. So now I don't know where I'm going to return uh, melanoma. I don't know where I'm going to bring her back. Like Melania. Who? Your wife. Right. That You know, her. Uh, I don't know who gets custody now. You know, once you're done, once the contract is up. Where did you meet your wife? Uh, Well, Dennis arranged it. We met at uh, a a harbor in Baltimore and the ship came in around 2 a.m. Just a harbor? Well, you should see all these beautiful women just came walking off the shipping container and I said, that's that's the one I picked out of the catalog. Right here. Come here. Heel. Sit. You know, and then we, we you know. That seems kind of sexist of you to treat your wife or woman like a dog, basically. Well, uh, some could say that. Some could say <laughs> that. Uh, I would say it was just, once again, old-fashioned values. You know, she didn't know the language when she got here, so I was just trying to do the basic commands, you know, roll over, sit, treat, I see. You know, those sorts of things. And and she, as you can see, she's, you know, she's gotten much better at English now. Not not good enough, but there's been improvement. Oh, what do you think, when people look back in history and think about you as a president, what do you think they're going to remember the most out of your presidency? I think they'll remember the economy. I think they'll remember the tweets. I think what do you want them to remember the most? I want them to remember that the media was so unfair to me, that China sent us COVID to destroy my great presidency, and that I didn't have one extramarital affair while I was in office. Oh, come on, Donnie. Very tough. I know that was it. They say, what's the toughest part, sir? They always call me, sir. What's the toughest part, sir, of being president? And I said, you can't have the affairs ever since Clinton ruined it. Now you got to stay faithful. So it's a total disgrace. (laughs) It's a disgrace to your traditions, right? Yeah, I'm very old fashioned. Well, I also know, as you mentioned tweets, that you are a fan of Twitter. Now, how does it feel since Twitter kind of kicked you off for good, huh? It, uh, you know, there are days in our country's history, I think we all remember. There was Pearl Harbor. There was 9-11. There was the day JFK uh, got shot. And then there was the day I was kicked off of Twitter. And I yeah, think I that's would say that's be, the succession. That's sort of the Mount Rushmore of American tragedies. And, you know, I think history will judge Twitter very nasty as very nasty and very wrong. But uh, we're going to find a new social media site that I will uh, do. very. Right now, we're just meeting in a chat room on Adult Friend Finder. So once we get a better platform up, we'll be able to dominate social media again.
I don't mean to laugh at you, Mr. President. It's just you, you have to admit that you are kind of ridiculous as a person. I would say I'm very serious as a person, but I'm, you know, I had great success in business, but also in entertainment. So I'm obviously somebody who is, uh, I would say, great charisma. Okay. Uh, you know, so I think, uh, you know, you're in entertainment, so you know, you know what a talent I am. Yeah, I, that's, I remember you as an entertainer. No, I remember you as the apprentice, the man who fired people, and now you kind of got fired. It's a little ironic, isn't it? Don't you think? It's like Ray Yane on your wedding day. Oh, you're a fan of Alanis Morissette. I'm learning so many things about you, Mr. Former President. No, I'm actually not a fan. She's Canadian, and I think she's very weak. But they say, know your enemy. Okay, and Canada is an enemy. So I know they're, you know, they have their not handsome prime minister and their very oh. whiny Alanis Morissette. I mean, that prime minister is so attractive. People have made a lot of comments about your appearance. How does that feel? Do you, Are you insecure about how you look with that fupa? You're kind of a fupa. No, it's called – this is the problem. We had – Obama was like a skinny vegan sort of build, you know, like when you're a real powerful person, you eat steaks, you eat dessert because you need power. You need to project power. Obama looked weak. Obama looked like a math teacher. (laughs) I look like a strong man. I look like a guy who can power lift and eat big steaks and control armies. So that's, you know, I could get so thin your head would spin. I could be thinner than you, by the way. I you could? could? Be you, but I choose not to be because in business and in politics, you want to be strong. You know, you with the tattoos and the glasses, that's a different type of look that's very popular in some industries. What would you call this look? How, how would you call this look, Mr. President? Por- I feel like this is a little reporter. Pornographic, pornographic reporter? Pornographic reporter, yes. <laughs> so basically your type of reporter. I mean, that would not be fake news. I can tell you that. That would be very real news. <laughs> well, I have some real news for you. If you would indulge me, uh, your fans wanted to Always ask have time for the fans. What was that, Mr. President? Always have time for the fans. We, we, we realized that, and I, I felt bad because you got kicked off of Twitter. I mean, kind of rightfully so, because you sort of unhinged and an untrustworthy dictator type of dude, but... I thought you could use a little Twitter love and maybe answer some questions from your fans. How do you feel about that? I would love to do that. Okay. Uh, base trilogy. By the way, Sleepy, yes. Joe, excuse me, Sleepy Joe couldn't do this because I don't think he has a smartphone. I think he has a jitterbug phone, you know, like the old people phone with the big buttons. So he can't even tweet. And that's, that's what I think is president. Unbelievable. Yeah. You, you have, you seem to find a lot of time to be on Twitter. What are you doing with all your free time now? Yelling about how I'm not on Twitter. Yeah, that makes sense. On your adult friend finder, I see. Well, we're strong, gonna we're gonna relive your community. Twitter moment. It's a strong community of adults who just want friendship. That's all MAGA is about. That's it. Seems like it. You know, when I watched the news that day when the Capitol was stormed by your followers, I thought that that's what they were just searching for friendship. Beautiful, powerful friendship. And possibly a vice president to hang. Yeah, that that part seemed definitely apparent. Um, There definitely was some rage there, but mainly friendship. We'll go with that. Well, here's some of your friends asking you questions. At HiSteve69 wants to know if you like jazz. The only jazz that I like, there's two things about the jazz that I like. I like Benny Goodman, okay? And, you know, he was a certain type of jazz person, kind of a clean cut, non-heroin, non-African-American type jazz player. And I like John Stockton, who was a very powerful member of the jazz, wore the short shorts, and was also a very clean cut American looking. So not a lot of jazz, but I like two people in jazz. (laughs) Okay. Um, At Stoned Absurdist asks... For you to play Fuck, Mary Kill, Mitch McConnell, Ted Cruz, Mike Pence? It's a great question. Well, we're going to kill Mitch McConnell uh, because, you know, he thinks he's in a power struggle. The other two are very submissive. Mitch wants the power. So I, I bury him in his turtle shell very quickly. 
And then I would say we fuck Ted Cruz because it will, because it will complete the submissiveness of Ted Cruz. We've brought him so down from where he used to be. So then he'll be done. And then we marry Mike Pence because he's sort of like a nice, you know, a nice housewife type personality. Well, he's the closest to you now. And speaking of Ted Cruz, yeah, he seems to be completely on the opposite end of the spectrum from the beginning of us meeting Ted Cruz. Did you have any play in that? What do you attribute him to changing so much and and sipping the tea, if you will? Did you see? Well, I'm going to spill the tea right now. How about that? I've heard that phrase from African-American women. That's right. I... Did you ever see Game of Thrones? Oh, a few times, Mr. President. Okay. Well, Game of Thrones was a, a show that I sort of took a lot of my leadership uh, tactics from. Okay? You learned how to be president from watching Game of Thrones. That you makes know, jo- sense. Joffrey and uh, what was the nice guy's name who, who had Reek? What was his name? Uh, Bolton. Yes, Bolton. R- Michael Bolton. Was that yes. his name? Yeah, yeah, that's close enough. Or Ramsey, somebody, you know, the one, the crazy one who cut off the guy's penis. Well, that's what I did to Ted Cruz. (laughs) I removed Ted Cruz's penis and you made him a Munich. I did. And and I called him Reek Cruz. (laughs) And from that moment on, he was very compliant. So, you know, he seems very compliant, which is kind of scary. You seem like a, a very powerful man. Like you said, it must be all the meat that you've been eating. A lot of meat. Uh, Calm down, Mike Pence. Not that kind of meat. Um, Miss Carter says she just wants to say bye. Uh, Well, I'm not listening to her, so I didn't hear her bye. So, you know what? Hello. How about that? I did a reverse (laughs) on her. I bet she didn't like that. I bet she didn't like it. Um, At Hiromi, you know me asks, what's your favorite brand of Tanner product? Uh, This isn't Tanner. This is all natural. I wake up in the morning and I, you know, our great astronauts used to drink Tang. So it's a very nice space beverage. So I dust, I dust myself with Tang and then I go out and conquer the world. (laughs) Okay. That's interesting. Um, at Leo James Music says, I suppose I might ask him if he's read any good tweets lately, or maybe I'd ask him when he'd be releasing his plan for health care. That's a good point, Mr. President. You know, you talked a lot of shit about Obama's health care in the beginning when you were running for presidency. And then here we are four years later. And was there a health care plan installed? Well, before in the drafts of my tweets, so nobody ever got to see this in the drafts of my tweets it said january 21st if re-elected here is the entire it was a whole thread it was a whole thread of tweets wow and i said this is the health care plan for january 21st and i was ready to send and then they stole the election so i guess no health care plan your loss america wow yeah that makes total sense i i understand why you do that um at Missy 6900. There's a lot of 69 fans here for you. I like this I like this fan base. This is a very strong fan base. It is very, very strong. She wants to know if you've packed your bags yet. That's a really good question. Have you started packing? Because you're going to be leaving like tomorrow. Uh, we've packed. We've had several of our bags packed. Uh, really, the only thing I'm leaving behind in the White House is a fresh turd in the desk for joe biden wow that seems really childish mr president well i can assure you it's a very adult sized load that i left well uh no no child could purchase that kind of i ate three happy meals from mcdonald's before doing that one so you know it's extra special yeah, breakfast of champions, and you are a champion. I think you're your you're your biggest champion and rooter for sure. You are your own your own cheerleader. Um, so here's another I, cheerleader. I learned that from Kanye. I learned that from Kanye. Oh, He's God, a very have you and Kanye talked? Uh, well, you know, once I get rid of Mesopotamia, we'll be two single billionaires walking around. So, Melania, you know, we might. Who? Your wife, Melania is her name. Right, Maleficent. When we're done with her. <laughs> Kanye and I are going to be going, hitting up all the clubs and probably getting a lot of chicks. So I look forward to reconnecting with Kanye. 
Now, you just made me think of my own question. What's a pickup line that former President Donald Trump is going to use on a lady once he gets rid of his wife, melanoma? Uh, well, Pretend I'm a lady in a bar. Try and pick me up. Hello, Jesse May. How are you? I'm good. Just kidding. I don't care. I'm a president. How's that sound? Yeah, that's about right. I'm. I'm. I am. How'd you just... like an executive order? Get into my car. That sounds like you're abducting me, sir. Is that how you pick up women? You just literally grab them by the pussy? No, no, no. That's uh That was just locker room talk. That was just locker room talk. Okay. I, I see. Uh, you know when you. It's more of a caress. You know, I was talking tough for Billy Bush, but uh, it's more of a caress, the the pussy. Oh, sort of okay. Oh, that makes it all the different. Okay, that makes so much. You more know, different. grabbing grabbing is sort of aggressive, and I was just you know Billy Bush seemed like a real bro, so I was trying to talk his language, but I do oh. it in a much a much more gentle way. So it's like, oh, who's who's this friend who's just sort of saying hello? That's sort of my move. I feel so dry thinking about it, Mr. President. What, um, that's Vin- how you know they want you when it's bone dry. I don't think that's how sex works, but maybe in your world, I would imagine that makes sense. Hiromi, you know me. Oh, we already asked his question. Sorry, President. Uh, Vince Coviello wants to know if you're excited for your perp walk. Well, I don't think there's going to be a perp walk. I think... Even if the fake justice system throws fake charges at me, uh, I think the best they can do is probably what? They're going to tell me to be a home arrest, like at Mar-a-Lago? I can do that. They can't put a president in jail. It's not safe. So even though I bet I would dominate the I think I could be the leader of the Aryan nation very quickly in prison. You know, I saw Oz, and I think I would rise right to the top very quickly. It seems like you run a lot of your your uh, approaches to life and presidency uh, based off of TV shows on HBO. Uh, correction. It's not TV. It's HBO. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's very clever, Mr. President. That's probably the most clever thing you've ever said. Well, speaking of prison, Becky Wright asks if you're excited about going to prison. Uh, well, Becky wrong. I'm not because I'm not going to prison. So how about that? How does that sound? What a name. What a name. Never been right in her life, but she decided, oh, I'm going to call myself Becky Wright. (laughs) I'm sorry, Mr. President. I feel like I'm being very disrespectful. Um, This is a very serious question. Maximiliano wants to know if you actually raped a 13-year-old girl at Epstein's estate. That's a heavy question, sir. There's a lot of controversy about what went on at Jeffrey Epstein's house. And, uh, you know, it gets me upset when I hear these sort of charges because I realize that my great friend, Jeff Epstein, is no longer with us. And it's, you know, it gets me a little emotional. Oh, you're, no, sad about, you're sad about him being dead, not all the girls that were attacked you know, I, and well, forced was- to sex? No, I was there on occasion, and I never saw anything like that. I do, In fact, I remember... Jeff invited me over, and there was a whole group of, of young women, okay, which when you're wealthy and you live in Florida, you attract attractive young women. And he specifically said to me, I've invited all the eighth grade teachers to, the, to hear. I think he said teachers. Oh, you think? Right. So I said, oh, oh well, te- you know, teachers, if they're eighth grade teachers, that's fine. So did I find it odd that we were listening to Bobby McFerrin, Don't Worry, Be Happy, and watching cartoons, and they were all drinking Capri Sun? Yes, that's not normal adult activity, but it's Florida. It's Florida. Sometimes they're very immature. So no, there was never anything uh, like uh, Max of Thousands. We're not calling him a million. Max of Thousands. uh, He hasn't earned a million. Uh, No, there was none of that. There was none of that. I can tell you that. It's a total fake charge. Well, there's a lot. uh, That sounds like a load of trash, Mr. President, because there seems to be a lot of evidence pointing in the other direction. But we'll let you, you know, live in that world, because I think it's probably better that you stay in that world that you know, which is filled with lies. Um, 
Joshua asks, with all your claims about a better health care than the Affordable Care Act, why did you insist on lying about cutting coverage for pre-existing conditions, which is necessary to cover every American? I... No, this is an important question. Were there too many words, sir? Do you want me to... Uh, no, no, that was... I was just, you know... I want to. I, I don't want to get caught with a, a you know a nasty answer that the fake news turns into something. Now, what I was going to say is, I guaranteed people they would keep their pre-existing conditions. I never said we're going to protect you if you have pre-existing conditions. I always said we want to keep pre-existing conditions. And as far as I know, not one person who had a pre-existing condition lost it. They still have their pre-existing condition. So that's called promises made. Promises kept. Oh, I see. You made you were making a promise on their pre-existing condition, not the health care to help said pre-existing condition. Well, you're a man of your word then. Thank you. Now, and that's everybody always said that. And and it, finally, somebody honest enough to recognize that it's exactly what I said. Well, Mr. Mike J. Butt has a question. He wants to know: Has anything ever been your fault? Yes, the greatest economy in the history of the world that we had until COVID hit. That was completely my fault. Oh, oh, so you're basically saying that you made the guilty as charged. Okay. So you made the economy good. You're very modest. I, that's my favorite quality about you. Mr. President is, is your, your modest approach to yourself. You're very humble. Where, where do you get that humble attitude? Uh, you know, it's just, I, I think I'm very humble. It's like, if you're the greatest person in the world and you say, I, I'm one of the greatest people in the world, that's sort of a humble statement. Like if Michael Jordan said, I think I'm one of the greatest basketball players ever, you'd say very humble because we all know you're the greatest. So by me, you know, I think I'm very humble. Oh, so you are you saying you think you're one of the greatest presidents ever? No, I'm the greatest person Ever. Oh, wow. Okay. And But I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say, well, I'm, I think I'm one of the greatest people ever. And that's very I humble. See. You know, I can't yeah, say oh, I'm humble. a nobody. I can't say, oh, I'm not that rich and I don't have beautiful women and I'm not talented because everybody would say, sir, that's ridiculous. You are talented and you get beautiful women. So I have to sort of find a realistic humility. You, that's that's an interesting, interesting um, response. Speaking of a lot of women, Jamie Kelly wants to know if you have any plans for a fourth wife. Yes. <laughs> okay. And okay. a fifth, by the way. And a fifth. But we can't get to the fifth before we get the fourth. Well, I'm glad you know numbers. That's an important approach that you know how to count. And what comes after the fifth? I plead the fifth. <laughs> Bubba Gump. Wants to know how did you lose to Sleepy Joe and the hoe? Wow. Wow, that's okay. So that sounds like somebody who's a strong supporter of mine. It sounds like you have a strong supporter in this thread. Uh, well, Koala Bear Harris is known to uh, have, you know, slept with some people in political circles. But now I think she's just there as, you know, when you show me this Jamaican woman with this elderly man, I go, oh, that's his nurse. Right, she's there to clean up his depends, wow. and then they tell me she's going to be vice president. And I go, you having a nurse and an old nursing home man as our president and vice president? It's a total disgrace. Uh, I lost to them though because of the fake news and the China virus, and I didn't even lose. But it, it wasn't even close. But the reason it even looked close is because of fake news and China, and, and the election being completely rigged. Right, as you say, totally rigged. That makes sense. Uh, Dennis James, I don't think is as big of a supporter as Bubba Gump was, but Dennis James asks, how quickly can you go away? It's called 2024, and we're already going to, you're going to see this. Tomorrow, I'm going to start the chant at my farewell rally. I don't know when this is going up, but the, the farewell rally is on yes. Wednesday morning. We already have the chant planned. It's called, We Want More in 2024 you watch out that's the chant is that going to be on hats are you going to have that available on your website it's going to be on hats it's going to be available on parlor it's going to be available with a discounted membership on adult friend finder 
So wow, yes, we generous. want more in 2024. Okay, I can hear him chanting it already. Um, Michael Morton chants, Dear Donald, do you have a mushroom dick because you have a swampy taint? First of all, we cleaned up the swamp in D.C. But most importantly, you know, this woman that I don't know, Stormy Daniels, okay, this uh, porn star, but I think she's more of like a porn, you know, extra, really. you know her, sir. You know her, but we'll go with that you don't. Well, she said, people are misinterpreting what she said. She said, my powerful penis was like a mushroom cloud, you know, like when a nuclear bomb goes off. Yeah, like a nuke bomb? Yes. So she was like, it was like a a mushroom cloud. It was like it took up the whole neighborhood when he unleashed it. Not a mushroom, a mushroom cloud. Ah. I'm glad we cleared that up. That I'm going to be able to sleep at night knowing that that's what Stormy Daniels, the porn star who you don't know, said to you about your mushroom dick, which I'm convinced is like a light switch. But she I'm- called it Nagakaki for instead of Nagasaki, Nagaka because it reminded her of the devastation, the bombings, in, in the wow. in the bombings. That's right. That's powerful presidential penis, triple P. Wow. <laughs> the the PPP. Um, speaking of the PPP, uh, how are you planning on after your presidency continuing to help the American people? Are you going to do any sort of charitable work? Uh, we've already set up a charity for me that people can donate to. Uh, but, uh, but what about for the American people, sir? Well, I am an American person, so it's going to help me. And it's we're going to be on Cameo. We're going to be on uh, <laughs> GoFundMe. Uh, we're going to be, we've also started a chair, a 501c3 charity. Uh, so there's going to be uh, tremendous opportunities to help the Amer- Because look, if I become president again, that's the greatest thing the American people can do for themselves. Okay. I, I would beg to differ, but I, again, I really appreciate that you are cheerleading yourself into that space. And I wonder the uh, legal aspect of you raising money for yourself, I, I, I find that might be a little bit of a conflict, but. Sometimes you have to be honest. And if you love America, the best thing for America is Donald J. Trump. Okay. It's not my fault. It's just the truth. If I wasn't Donald J. Trump and I saw Donald J. Trump, I would say, I need to give this guy money because he is our best hope, but it just you're, so happens. You are the, you're the best hope. Okay. It's like Kanye. It's like the great Kanye said, his biggest regret is not being able to see himself in concert. That's sort of how I feel about being president. I can't ever see a greater president than me to give me that kind of pride. Cause I'm him. I see. I see again, very, very, very modest. Um, Lilo James music is back. When did you realize the only way to get Mexico to pay for the wall was to turn our country into the world's biggest shithole, as you'd call it? Well, Mexico is paying for it, by the way. That's nobody's reporting that that Mexico is paying for it. Okay. So, you know, they're not doing it directly, but uh, how are they doing it? How are they going to be paying for this wall? They, uh, you know, they're. Uh, you know, they're doing it. We, we don't want to sort of share the secrets, but it's a very interesting way that they're paying for it. Um, Sounds like you don't know the answer to that question, sir. No, well, it's it's sort of a top secret thing, but I can tell you it involves there will be several uh, packages delivered to Mar-a-Lago for distribution. And there will also be uh, beautiful women who might be attending parties at Mar-a-Lago. So in well, goods and services. That sounds illegal. No, very, le- very legal. As you know, Mar-a-Lago, the presidential law says that the president's residence is above the law. So it's a totally legal okay. situation. All right. it, it, would, it would bore your listeners if we got into it too much. Okay. <laughs> well, Kraken Eggs Dave wants to know, do you think you were treated fairly as the first president in history that's not a career politician? Well, I like that question. Uh, I don't think I was. I think some people treated me very fairly. Some people loved me. Some people disagreed with me. But most of the people who disagreed with me also became very unfair. And I think that uh, 
I think they wanted a career politician and instead they just got the greatest politician and they weren't ready for it. And so thank you for the question. No, I was treated very unfairly. And, uh, you know, I'll be back in 2024 to, you know, take vengeance on everybody in a, in a nonviolent way. I say to that give as us a, more in 2024. Well, oh, well, there you go. See how, see how it's sketchy. That's great. <laughs> it's already catching on Mr. President. Uh, Dave has a follow-up question. Will we ever have another president that isn't a multimillionaire career politician? Uh, you know, I don't think so. I think I'm trying to think who else, because, you know, if like somebody like Joe Rogan ran for president, he's, he's worth a tremendous amount of money. So you either need to have a lot of money or a lot of experience. Uh, and in my you, case, you I have been very bankrupt, sir. A lot of money, but a lot of bankruptcy. I would say record breaking bankruptcy. Once again, I'm always at the top of the charts. <laughs> If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it more than anybody has ever done. More impeachments. Do you, do you think you were a successful president? I think I was the most successful president in one term in American history. Okay. And, and, and what, what are you basing that off of? Our economy. Uh, the fact that I rescued Christmas, that they wanted to make Christmas illegal, and now it's not. Uh, we had a great economy. We didn't get into wars. Uh, most tweets by any president, most rallies. Nobody's ever had as many rallies as me. I don't Nobody's know if those are good things, sir. Tweeting takes you time away from you doing what is presidential and, and, and required of you to serve your people in the country. I don't, I don't think tweeting is necessary in that whole process. I feel like it's actually a waste of time. You know what? If you're a famous rock musician and you go to your concert and you don't play the hits, your own fans will be mad at you. They'll say, why don't you play that song I like? Nobody wants to hear the new shit. And as president, I got elected as a strong, maybe the strongest tweeter in the history of Twitter. I see. If I'm not there tweeting, I'm not giving the people what they wanted. I see. It's a numbers game for you. That makes sense, sir. That makes total sense. Now, Larry Porter, a.k.a. Rubbins Racing 3, he wants to know if you're moving out today, which today is the inauguration, or is he going to get a Mayflower and roll out at 2 a.m. Baltimore, Baltimore Colts style? Oh, like when they, when they took right. All right. Okay, that's a good reference. Uh, now, what we're going to do is I'm going to leave – right before Sleepy Joe walks in and I'm going to give him one of those shoulder bumps like you want to go and when he falls down and breaks a hip the whole country will say I can't believe we elected this weak old man we can't do this please come back Mr. Trump sir so you're so, planning on physically assaulting our president elect on inauguration day today uh, just just sort of a let me ask you a question. When you watch a nature video and they show like the two lions or the two rams running at each other for supremacy, is there a, a radical left lawyer running out going, sir, lions, sir, that's assault, sir? No, they say, let them handle it. That's how we'll pick a great leader. So I'm not going to like punch him in the face or anything like that. I'm just going to give him a little bump. And I would think we would want to know if our president can take a bump. Okay, and not oh, a bump okay, like John Jr., but like it's almost like a t strength test. Okay, right. So you think inauguration day, a day that historically is meant to be a classy exchange of presidents, should be turned into a a, a David Attenborough nature scene of lions attacking each other. Bingo. <laughs> But what I will say is, here's what I here's what I actually okay. I'm going to give you the secret tip of what's going to happen. I'm actually going to show up because, as you know, I'm a WWE Hall of Famer, Pro Wrestling Hall of Famer. You are. I am. And what I'm going to do is, everybody's like, "Oh, Trump isn't coming to the inauguration. What a disgrace!" Midway through Sleepy Joe's speech, uh, Melatonin's going to walk in in high heels and a bikini you know, like the wrestling kind of hot chick that precedes the wrestler. Like and I'm going to run in. 
not like a ringer, but you know, like uh, remember Macho Man Randy Savage? He yeah. had Miss Elizabeth, sort of his hot sidekick. So she's going to come in. Uh, it'll probably be cold, but that'll you know that'll be good for the algorithm when the nipples are popping out. So she's going to walk in in a bikini and heels, and then I'm going to come running in with a steel chair in the middle of Sleepy Joe's speech and bang him on the back with it. And then they're going to play my theme music. Proud to be an American. Wow, that's very classy. And I'm going to take the presidential uh, title belt away from him. Okay. Uh, well, well I, I wish you the best on that. I, I can't see that going well. Um, the true bubs at Turk Twitter 24 asks how many corrupt politicians he's throwing in prison. Am I throwing in prison? Or yeah, are you going to be throwing corrupt politicians in prison? In 2024, when they, because when I come back, it's going to be like John Wick. It's going to be Trump Wick. I'm going to be coming back for revenge, you know, but instead of killing my dog, they killed my presidency, which is a lot, a lot more than a little dog. <laughs> well, um, Bill McConnell asks, uh, he says that he's just wondering how soon you're going to play the disability card. You know, the one where the old fools get a walker and oxygen tank and trying to gain sympathy from the courts. It never works. But once they're charged, every old pr- piece of shit uses the same old played out routine. So are you planning on be- pretending to be disabled? You mean pulling a Cosby Weinstein? That's what we call it in the rich, famous people circle. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. A Cosby Weinstein. No, I'm not weak like them. I'll never do that. I will never do that. I will walk strongly and proudly. And that's that. Well, you know, Mr. President, I know your time is valuable and I don't want to hold you up for too much longer, but just a couple personal questions, if you don't mind. Sure. What kind of husband are you? Uh, I think I would say very attentive, uh, very generous, very generous. Uh, Why doesn't Melania ever want to hold your hand? Who's that? Your wife? Oh, Mesopotamia. She is, uh, you know, because my hands are so large. They're so, you know, people talk, they are so large that she feels, she likes to be protected, okay? She's sort of a traditional woman who likes to have a big, strong man walking by her. You know, that's, that's, I like that. I like that she likes the sort of traditional gender roles. But when I hold her hand, she feels almost too delicate. She's like, this this Trump hand is so big, it's actually making me nervous. Sir, people have actually said that your hands are quite small, and there's photos of them, and they look really fucking small. Excuse my language, but the smallest fucking hands I've ever seen comparative to the stature, which is rather robust. Well, no, that's the only reason they look small is because I am six foot six, 210 pounds, which is obviously a very tall, strong, fit sort of frame. So, but no. Those are correct numbers, sir. I feel like that's. You're taking some liberties there. Well, I love liberty and I love freedom. So I will take liberty every day. Not the New York liberty, though. I hate the WNBA. But the point is. Um, mesothelioma is just sort of nervous because she feels so like a little baby bird when, when she's held in my very strong and powerful and big hands. Well, now speaking of baby bird, my next question is what kind of father are you? There's not many photos of you with your son, your your littlest and all of your other kids. It seems like there's a lot of nepotism going on, but I worry about the youngest one. You don't seem to be that, that, present of a father figure to him no i'm a uh this is i I, this is almost a question that i don't like because i think it goes to a disrespectful place i am a great father to both of my kids okay so you have you you have more than two children who does you do sir you you have like five kids from three different women i think that's actually your actual number i'm pretty sure you have five children from three different women. Uh, that we'll have to look into, okay, if you say so. But I know that there's Ivanka and there's Don Jr. and Sleepy, uh, droopy, grumpy. Right. Uh, those, those are oh, certainly adjectives. Your children. 
I just think that uh, a lot of people want to claim, you know, this is something you realize when you're a very rich and powerful person, a lot of people want to claim uh, paternity suits and claim that you're the father and things like that. But I no, I am. You can ask Don Jr. and you can ask Ivanka, especially Ivanka. I'm very, I am. I'm so attentive to Ivanka. It's almost like I have three kids with the wow. amount of attention I give her. Um, and not just because I pay attention the, to her kids. Still not all the kids you have, sir. You, you have five children. I know it said you. It's like you have three kids, but you have five. Uh, well, you know what? That's why we have the courts and why we have DNA tests. So okay. if we have to look into that, we'll look into that. We, we, we actually don't have to because we know. But if you need to, just for your own sake, maybe you should get some blood work done just so that you know for sure. Because we know and we haven't seen the blood work. So we're pretty positive. But we can move on. We can move on, sir. Um, I think my final question for you uh, is what's next? For Donald Trump? We have... That's a good question, actually. Thank you very we, much, sir. No, thank you. We have some... Uh, uh, we do have some strong plans. We are in negotiations with OAN to turn that into uh, the Trump News Association, DNA. And... Oh, wow. That's clever, sir. Like the test that you want to take to see if you those kids are your kids. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, no, I was saying TNA though. You know, like it's, oh, uh, T. Oh, T. Got yeah. it. Got it. But yeah, you know, we could call it Donald the Donald News. So maybe we buy up OAN and Newsmax, and one is the TNA, where we have the hotter, you know, the hotter women anchors. Right, and which is important. D and then DNA is where we, you know, put all the strong conservative male anchors. Right, we and, should separate them. Right, because women are. Um, 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 no, 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 not very equal. Very equal. But I'm only going to go to the holiday party with the, and we call it a Christmas party, by the way. Only going to go to the Christmas party at TNA. Okay. Got it. Because no husbands allowed, no boyfriends allowed, just right. company only, company only. But uh, so Sounds we're like going to start. Epstein Island 2.0 a little bit, but yeah. Uh, right. All the eighth grade teachers will be there. But right. uh, we're going to have a very strong uh, news network, if not two. And we're also going to have a reality dating show called The Trump Bachelor, where I pick who the fourth Mrs. Trump will be. Oh, that's how you're going to find your next wife. That's very clever. Very, very clever. I, I'm, I'm guessing she's going to be like a mongoose. Uh, well, I think we're going to go. We're basically just going to pick from like the college football schools in the South that okay. they love me. And we'll be like... Who are your two hottest cheerleaders? And we'll pick like one that's like super Christian. Just, you know. They you know, love cause, you. Because I'm so Christian. Yada, yes, yada, yada. you are. You're the most Christian. And then like, who's the biggest slut on campus? And who's the biggest Christian? But both have to be tens. And we do that for all the Southern schools. And then we pick. <laughs> and then we'll throw in like one black just to be PC. Yeah, but she'll, <laughs> she'll be out in the first round like. You know, and then they'll call me racist, even though that's what they do with every one of these shows. Uh, and then we'll find the new Mrs. Trump. So she'll be, you know, 21, very talented, oh very ambitious. God, Just I don't mean to be disrespectful, but the thought of being underneath you naked and sweating causes me nightmares. It is nightmare fuel. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, you don't. Under OK, <laughs> obviously, you've never been with a billionaire. Uh, I don't get on top. Oh, okay. you don't. OK, you have one no, position. No, no. You dead fish it. It's called, instead of missionary, instead of cowgirl, it's called, who wants to marry a billionaire? And she just gets on top. And Oh, know. I see, sir. That sounds like a new show you could create. There's a lot of prospects for you on the horizon. And I got to say, the most thing that's ex that's that I'm excited about is you heading towards the horizon. I'm very excited about that. Um, before we sure. part... Very strong, yes. Very strong gait. You you walk strong. Are you are you concerned about any ramps today? <laughs> you have a problem with ramps, sir. You, like what people don't realize. An issue. Excuse me. What people don't realize, and now you're being nasty. That ramp was extremely wet. Okay. Well, your you wife know? definitely isn't. No, she's once again. I admit that she is 
as Aries. dry as the Sahara, which is how you know they're turned on. Do you know where okay. the Sahara is, sir? Could you point to it on a map? Where, where is the Sahara located? Well, when she waxes, the Sahara's on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> sir, there's so many other things I want to ask you. I fear we may have to save it for another time. I know you have to get back to your adult friend finder site to start campaigning for We Want More 2024. Is that what it was? And exactly, and we're going to all be loading up my pillow cases, but with rocks and broken glass to take back our country. Okay, the that's my pillow revolution starts tomorrow. No, sir, there's we don't need a revolution, sir. We 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 need less fighting. We don't need pillows filled with rocks. That's not a good approach, sir. I really don't think it's a good approach at all. Now, last last words. What does it say on your grave? What is your epitaph going to say? Here lies the greatest president, the greatest man, and the biggest dick of all time. Wow, sir, you're really going out on a classy note, and I expect nothing but the but that from you, really. It is above and beyond. You have really just given us so much insight and I appreciate you making time, sir. Where can where can my listeners and your fans the two fans you have find you and, and follow you? Well, first and foremost, like everybody, I actually have a presidential podcast. Okay. So now you're going to get the real Intel and the real political knowledge from me on the Biden administration. It's called making podcasts great again. You can well, find me there. Serious. Yeah, no, it's a strong pot. It's they're saying it's the great. You know, Joe Rogan actually asked me if he could be on our podcast, and I said, "No, Joe, you can't. You supported Andrew Yang, so <laughs> we are doing a great podcast, making podcasts great again." And then to avoid all the sort of social media bans, I'm operating through the website of a failed comedian. Oh wow, Dan. Right, JL nobody's going to suspect that. So it's, if you go to jlcomedy.com, there's all sorts of great stuff that I work, you know, that I use there uh, because nobody's ever going to suspect a failed comedian of doing anything important. So no. I no. can hide I mean, very strongly. No one would even suspect a, a failed reality star to be able to become president, but crazier things have happened, sir. That is true. So they can find you on your podcast. And do you have anything to sell? Is there any merch they can buy? These fans love taking pieces of you home with them. Oh, well, you know, of course, there's there's albums. but they, And also, the great, I'm on Cameo, as I said. I wasn't kidding. Cameo, I'm once again under the J.L. Covan name. Right, smart. Because they'll kick me off Cameo. They'll be like, right. we can't have him giving powerful presidential messages under his own name. No. So I'm on Cameo as well. So... Uh, you know, that's that's where people can get a piece of Trump right in their pocket. Guys, if you want a piece of Trump right in your pocket, go to jlcomedy.com. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, do you have any final parting words for the listeners? I will say this. I think I was treated, compared to most media, I think I was treated very fairly with great respect. Uh, and I thought some of the questions... Not all of them, and I think a few of you know who you are. Uh, I think most of the questions were also very respectful. So uh, it's nice to see that not everybody is a nasty fake news, uh, you know, disgusting person out there. Yeah, that's that's very true, sir. I, I thought all the questions were pretty accurate, but I can understand that coming from you, who has some narcissism that you're battling and other issues and everything with your wife being so public and. I just, you know, I, I wish you, I wish you the burst, which is like a mixture of best and the worst because I don't hate anybody, but you really, you really tested me this last four years, sir. So thank you. Uh, you're very welcome. And it's, I'm surprised nobody asked about what a great job I did with COVID. And I know Sleepy Joe is going to try to take credit when we get those 500,000 dead, when we reach five, because that's known as gold. You know, when you sell 500,000 records, it's called a gold record. Yes, yeah, sir. I don't think it's the same with death. So I think it's pretty bad. Well, I've already asked when that 500,000th 
COVID person passes, I want it sealed up and sent to Mar-a-Lago for a special, uh, a special ceremony. Okay, sir. That seems very, very uh, disrespectful, but we'll, we'll let you do that. You know, we'll let you have your little moment in Mar-a-Lago because something tells me that someone's going to be coming for you and it's probably not going to be a nice situation. I don't want Sleepy Joe taking credit for that. We'll make sure. (laughs) Sir, um, you're, you're, you're the worst and I wish you the burst. Thank you. Burst you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.